0: you're listening to the food freedom podcast hosted by me dylan murphy registered dietitian nutritionist food freedom podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating mindset and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I am a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and owner of Dylan Murphy Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Food Freedom Podcast. So I don't know if you've ventured into the world of TikTok yet, but one, I'm low-key obsessed, and two, I think I'm continuing to embarrass myself more and more every day. (laughs) So I just posted my first duet, which if you're not on TikTok, what that means is basically you... How do I even explain this? You're, like, sharing someone else's TikTok, and then it's videoing you at the same time. And so a big thing on TikTok is all of these, you know, cool, hip dances, a lot of them done by, like, high school and college people who are very good at dancing. So, you know, since I clearly fit that mold, aka not at all, I figured I'd give it a shot. So I just posted my first one doing that to this dance called Rockstar. (laughs) Rockstar. And now I'm literally hiding in my closet, so that is where we are today. (laughs) My closet is also where I record, so that is also why I'm in my closet. Anyway, enough about TikTok. (laughs) Today we are going to talk all about food freedom, and based on the title of this podcast, Food Freedom Podcast, food freedom is a topic that I love talking about and just hold very, very dear to just my practice and the work that I do with clients, I'm curious what you think of when you hear the term food freedom. Do you think that has to be too good to be true? It's not even possible to feel freedom with food. Or I can't possibly eat whatever I want when I want. That is breaking, hello, dieting 101. Or if I eat whatever I want, all I'm going to eat is ice cream and french fries. Or maybe you're thinking, if food has no rules, then I don't even know where to begin. So regardless, there's probably a lot of confusion around food freedom and maybe you don't necessarily know what it even means so you're not alone if it brings up a lot of questions because we've all been there and we've all been so sucked up into diet culture that we find ourselves consumed with obsessive and rigid and punishing rules like stop eating at six or only having carbs at one meal a day, or don't have dessert unless it's the weekend. All of the basics of dieting 101. (laughs) So you agonize over whether or not you should be reaching for that warm chocolate chip cookie that your friend baked, or you worry that ordering the french fries with your sandwich will mess you up, so maybe I should order the green salad instead, but I really want the french fries. And so guilt and shame seem to make their presence known at every single meal. Food freedom is possible for everyone. No matter how deep into the diet mentality you are, it is 100, 100, 100% possible. And it definitely goes against the grain of our culture because our culture thrives off of diets. And the journey to food freedom is not a straight, narrow path. It's not a one, two, three process or follow this plan and you'll reach food freedom. But I promise you that it's so freeing. (laughs) And no pun intended at all, but actually the pun was kind of intended. So what exactly is food freedom? In short, at my practice, we define food freedom as saying yes to food because you mean it and saying no to foods for the same reason. Food freedom is your unconditional permission to eat what you want. Food freedom is consistently honoring your hunger cues in order to rebuild trust with your body. So eating that cookie, ordering those french fries, don't equate to bad choices, despite what you've been told to believe. But also, saying you want a side salad instead of french fries, if that's truly what you want, is not bad or good either. When we allow ourselves permission to eat what we want and what nourishes us, what you start to realize is you're on the journey to healing your relationship with food. And in doing so, food is going to lose its morality and its power over you, which means food reverts back to its intended purpose of being food. And when I say food having morality, what I mean is when we label foods as good foods or bad foods or this is my cheat meal, what we're doing is we're giving food morality. So when we do this good thing like ordering the side salad with our sandwich instead of the french fries we feel like we've won like we've checked the box we have succeeded at dieting and when we order the fries instead of the salad we feel like we've done something bad or maybe we say oh this is my cheat meal so i'm going to start over tomorrow i'm going to start over with dinner or the diet starts monday and what that language around food can do is it can be really, really harmful to our mindset because we do something bad and that leads to guilt and shame, which eventually will lead back to that restriction and that whole hamster wheel of diets. And I can hear you now. So permission to eat whatever I want, like no food is off limits. Yes, That's actually what I'm saying. (laughs) But I know that there's such a huge misconception that food freedom means that you're only eating unhealthy foods, that if you actually enjoy kale salads, that shame on you, you're breaking the rules of food freedom. Side comment, there are no rules of food freedom, but you get what I'm saying. So let me share an example with you that I commonly share with clients that really, really helps in kind of digging into this thought around, okay, if I give myself permission to eat everything then all I'm going to want is the unhealthy foods anyway. So imagine you are shopping and you buy a new shirt. And you're so excited about this new shirt. It is your favorite color, has the best print. It's so trendy, all the things. And so when you first buy it, you probably wear it all the time. Every day or every weekend, that's the first shirt you're grabbing. But... After a few weeks or a few months that shirt kind of loses its appeal. It's not new, it's just another shirt in your closet. So weeks pass and you don't wear the shirt. Maybe the shirt ends up in the back of your closet and you forget it's there. 6 months 6 months later you pull it out and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot I had this shirt. I love this shirt." And then you wear it again. That is the same thing that happens with food. So at first when you are giving yourself this unconditional permission to eat, You may notice that where foods that were previously off limits like ice cream or french fries or sandwiches or whatever it may be for you. They may be extra appealing right at first and you may eat ice cream every single day for seven days and that's fine. But what I see happen really 100% of the time is that eventually those foods lose their appeal and so they just go back to being food. Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to eat ice cream again, but like the shirt scenario, you may have ice cream in your fridge and you may go two weeks without eating it. And then maybe you'll have a few weeks where you eat it three times a week or go back to seven times a week. But you're kind of on that up and down instead of, oh, my gosh, it's all I can think about. Because also that's what happens when you restrict food is it becomes the center of your thoughts, And so eventually you get to a place where worrying and obsessing about food and dieting becomes way less consuming, but I want you to give it time and know that it takes small steps, 1% improvements every single day, mindset shifts, and trusting your body. And over time, you'll begin to notice that the food thoughts are diminishing. What, one question I ask a lot of my clients in our first session or two together is what percent of their thoughts would they say are consumed with food and body thoughts? And a lot of times in the beginning of our journey together, that answer looks like 70%, even up to like 100% of their thoughts. And then throughout our time working together, it decreases down to like 60% and then to 50 and all the way down maybe to like 20%. Because it's also normal for us to have food thoughts, like, what am I going to have for dinner, or I'm so excited about this restaurant we're going to this weekend. But if our food thoughts get to the place where they're consuming our mind, and we can't focus when we're at dinner with friends, or we can't focus just throughout our day, that's when our food thoughts have gotten the best of us. Another important point with food freedom is food freedom really comes into play when mindfulness is also present at the meal. So what that means is asking yourself questions like this. How does food make me feel? Do I enjoy the taste of this food? What food sounds good to me? What food do I need at this moment? What are my inten- intentions for eating? When you bring mindfulness and awareness into the eating experience, the thoughts of food freedom being only ice cream and french fries really falls to the wayside. Because with mindfulness, you're also paying attention to how your body responds to food. And that's what food freedom is. It's eating foods that you enjoy, eating foods that energize you, eating foods that remind you of home, and so on. And so sometimes that may be tacos, and sometimes that may be smoothies. There's not a right or a wrong or better foods or anything like that. When you truly know that you can eat any food whenever you want, food becomes so much less powerful. Imagine eating a bowl of ice cream and it's not a cheat meal. It's not a bad decision. It's just you are in the mood for ice cream. And so you got it out of the freezer, scooped it into the bowl, and you're enjoying it and then when you get to a point of feeling full or feeling satisfied or your bowl is empty you move on but if that ice cream eating experience is more rooted out of guilt or this is my cheat meal what that could look like is you go back to the fridge and you get more and you get more and and maybe you eat way past fullness and way past satisfaction because you're thinking okay I'm cheating so I need to take full advantage of this moment because who knows when I'm going to let myself have ice cream again so then when food freedom comes in you're able to walk away from a meal when you actually feel ready instead of when the the cheat voice or that inner bully tells you I talked about this a lot in episode three when we dove into intuitive eating, and if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend you check that out when you finish this episode. Imagine being on vacation and being able to eat foods that you enjoy, whether that's queso. You'll hear a lot of Mexican food references here, whether that's fresh shrimp, you're at the beach, Whether, no matter what the food is. But imagine being able to eat foods you enjoy and then come back from your vacation and Get back to your normal life without feeling like you have to, quote unquote, get back on track. Being on vacation and eating foods that allow you to experience the culture without anxiety, without guilt or fear, anything like that. That is 100% possible, no matter how entrenched or how far into diet culture you may be. Food freedom is possible, and food can reach a point for you where it becomes neutral and non-threatening. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you shared it on your Instagram and tagged me at dylanmurphy.rd and if you haven't yet, if you want to take a minute or two to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review, I so appreciate that. It's fun for me to get to read all of your reviews and what you're loving about the podcast. It's it's funny just sitting in my closet and talking into a microphone and not really getting to see, or I guess not at all getting to see who's listening what you like about it. So reviews and sharing it on your Instagram stories give me a little snippet into just your big takeaways. So thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me into your earbuds again, wherever you may be on a walk, in your kitchen, folding laundry. I hope that this episode is encouraging as you continue your journey into food freedom or maybe you've already reached food freedom and this just gives you an extra boost of excitement into the lifestyle that you've created. So I wish you the best and I will see you next week.